Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Happy Thursday to ya. What's up, y'all? It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. And it is Group Chat Thursday. That's right. It's also National Foam Party Day. Can we cut it out? Who lobbied to get that to be a day? I've never been to a foam party. It seems... <laughs> it seems... Uh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> it, what it seems is unhygienic. It seems... Yeah, it, it really seems like it's nasty. I mean, I think like, like in pictures and photos, it's like, oh, this looks cool. Mm-hmm. Then like in practice, you're like, oh, it's hot. There's Sticky. Everywhere. <laughs> it's like nothing about that makes me say like, I'm going to go do I'm that. Go do it. Yeah. I mean, I had a homegirl who like silly stringed me one time and I was like legit mad. Really? You don't yes. like silly string? She silly stringed me like in my room and it was like, who cleaning this up? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like confetti. It's like this was, I see what she's trying to do, but now we got clean up confetti or like glitter. Like it's everywhere. Now. It's everywhere. I'm also just not that kind of gal. I'm not like a pranky kind of gal. A phone party. Like if someone threw me a phone party, I would just leave. <laughs> I feel like you wasted a lot of time. Surprise. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. But it's good to see you, Jeremiah. And it's good to hear and see y'all figuratively right here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's uh, Group Chat Thursday. We got a lot that we're talking about today. We're going to talk about why some people are not okay with their partners having friends of the opposite sex. That's mm-hmm. always like a big topic of conversation. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. Plus, Father's Day is a Sunday. So later in the show, we're going to rank our favorite TV dads, Amanda. That's fun. And I heard you got a rant that you'll give us today as well. Yes. You know, I'll be thinking about things and I just, you know, share them with y'all. And I'm going to share my most likely to, my still show superlative. Mm-hmm. It's Black Music Month related. So, you know, stay oh, locked in. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. But coming up next, we're actually going to talk about good fathers and celebrate them. Father's Day weekend, you know. We love it. We love it. We love it. Uh, we're also going to talk about <laughs> trash fathers too. Because <laughs> uh, some folks have those. And what do you do on Father's Day weekend? We're going to get into all of that. When we get back right here to the Amanda Seals Show, of course, we want to hear from you. So give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah the Bible. And uh, let's get this group chat cracking. Let's talk about it. Well, first of all, happy Father's Day to people. I was like to me. <laughs> I, mean, I am a dog, a dog dad. A dog dad? Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you now. <laughs> My yeah, cause eat me up. I don't care. My aunt like got like a Mother's (laughs) Day card like from I guess her husband because of their cat, and Mm -hmm. my mom went off. I mean that's a big excessive. (laughs) It's a big excessive cards and such. I don't expect a gift, but you know if you got a pet, you know it's then really having a child at this point. It is the bills, the bills, the feeding, all of that. 
Attention. Attention. Um, and I would consider myself a good father. So we're going to talk about good fathers this hour because, you know, it's Father's Day weekend, like you said. And apparently it's actually been said that stats show that children with the best outcomes in life have great dads, apparently. <laughs> They're usually highly involved. Fathers lead children to have increased mental dextricity, 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 intelligence, empathy, and greater self-control. Dexterity. Dexterity. You know, listen, I ain't afraid not to know a word, y'all. <laughs> Do you know what dexterity means? I don't uh like mental capacity or like mental uh agility. Like in yes, that? okay, bingo. There we yep. go. Um, See, y'all thought y'all had me. I think I don't know how to say the word, but I knew what it meant. All, all of this is for you. <laughs> like nobody <laughs> thought any of this. It's all you. But I really do uh think at the end of the day, it's like, yes, I mean, I feel like just having a present parent is the ideal mm-hmm. and if you can get two of them joints yeah that's even better mm-hmm. um and i feel like a lot for a long time like dads who are really present just haven't gotten their fair share their mm. props yeah that's true I'm, and for a long time it was like this whole narrative that like black black dads ain't there and it's like oh yeah that's not true it was not true actually i think like to your point in media especially like black dads get a bad rep like these fatherless children these fatherless homes but a lot of people, even if their parents aren't together, there are a lot of like good black fathers who are active in their children's life. They're there. They're showing up. They could be at the uh, Golden Corral with their kids on Sunday. Listen, there are some dads that be like, I'm a social media dad. Look at these pictures with my kids. I don't ever see them unless they're on social media. But I also see like I follow accounts like um, the Black Man Can and um, Black Dads. And, you know, there's just like a real effort to like show fathers fathering. Right. And in different ways, I feel like then we may have like consistently like ide- I uh, idealized fathering as, right? right, right. Like it's more gentle parenting, mm-hmm. showing affection. Like black children need affection. They do. And surprisingly to your point, only 39% of fathers believe they're doing a quote unquote very good job at being a dad versus 51% of mothers. It's like they're doing a great job. Great job. Very good job. <laughs> But I think, too, I think you kind of keep saying you see now a lot of the trends of black fathers really publicly showing a different side of parenting. Because before, I feel like fathers were pushed to the the fact of like providing. You go to work, you mm-hmm. have us in the house, the lights on, you did your job. Versus now, the emotional part is more. Yes. Is more and also forefront. like not really putting machismo mm-hmm. on the front page as like, this is how you father. You mm-hmm. raise your sons to be hard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, dang. I mean, you can, but you know, at a certain point, it's going to come back to bite you. <sighs> and this generation is all about therapy, <laughs> therapy. So it's definitely coming back. It's definitely coming back. But shout out to all the dads out there that are going to be celebrated this weekend. When we get back, though, you know, some of us. We don't have fathers to celebrate. Maybe because they were, you know, just not present or maybe because they have passed on. Um, But we just feel like it was worth talking about what that's like when we get back. There's a lot of relationship dynamics at play. So many. (laughs) Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, so we're talking about fathers because it's Father's Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And I feel like particularly with social media, like there became a lot more like consciousness about like on Father's Day and Mother's Day. The fact that like, okay, like for some of y'all, like I know this is a hard day. Right. For multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But even before then, like I remember in fourth grade, I remember in fourth grade, we had to like make Father's Day cards and like I like got upset about it. Why? 
Well, because my daddy's whack, okay. but okay. yeah, he's like straight trash. Um, <laughs> That's a great reason to be. Yeah, about it. <laughs> but I don't think it's funny because when I think back, it's like I don't remember having like feelings like about that. Like okay. I don't remember like thinking back and like, oh, I was really troubled about this mm-hmm. thing. But I do remember very clearly that we were like making these Father's Day cards. And I like got emotional and my teacher uh, this is fifth grade actually. It was Miss Crampton, and I remember Miss Crampton was like, she was Miss Crampton was like a first year teacher, like this really this white lady with like big glasses. She was like, oh, Amanda, what's going on? And I was like, I just really, I just feel like um, I I feel sad because my dad is whack, and I got to make this like card, and I ended up getting to go home early. Not you going home? <laughs> I mean, I think too, like you said, I think. When, you, when something's absent from your life, you don't really think about it until it's like a situation you have to sit and think about it. Like you're literally making a Father's Day call. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can think about the fact that my dad is whack. You know what I think for those of us who have whack dads on Father's Day? Um, I don't think it's about like, oh, like, let me like big up my mom because I know that that's like a thing. But I think it's really like, let me reflect mm-hmm. on the ways in which my father not being present have affected me. Have you ever on a Father's Day? And like fit. On a Father's Day, have you ever thought to yourself, let me reach out to my dad and just be like... On Father's Day? Yeah. No. (laughs) At any point in your life? The last time I spoke to my dad was during the pandemic. And I tried to FaceTime him. And he was like, I don't FaceTime. Oh. You ain't seen me. Like, (laughs) you haven't seen me, like, in the flesh in, like, I mean... It's probably like 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like, yeah, like I don't FaceTime. And I was like, so you're not going to FaceTime me. And I can't remember what made me actually reach out. And then I ended up sending, I called my mom and I was like, you need to call him right now. <laughs> and she was like, why do I have to call him? And I was like, because like y'all are just a mess. <laughs> so it's safe to say that he will not be getting a Father's Day card <laughs> this year. Absolutely not. No, that's real. That's real. Um, and like you said, like a lot of people have other dynamics with their parents, with their fathers, particularly like they might have lost their father. So like yeah. today is kind of hard in that way. And I think some, for some people, they've never had that traditional framework in general, like in their their life as far as parents. Like maybe they were raised by like a grandparent yeah. or an uncle. Relative. Right. Yeah. And I think even when you think about like in school, like a lot of times teachers have you doing things like Father's Day card, Mother's Day card. It's not realizing <laughs> that so many different family dynamics are at play. Well, you know, what's interesting is that there was a teacher in I can't remember what state recently, though. There was a teacher who literally had created there was a librarian as a librarian who had created uh, in Tennessee. She created a curriculum around teaching about different mothers Mm -hmm. because Mother's Day was approaching. I think we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. And parents protested and said that she was devaluing mothers. That's crazy. I mean, (laughs) even now in schools, a lot of times you see they talk, they refer to like the kid's adult or like your... Like guardian. Yeah. Instead of saying like your parent or like your mother, or your father, because you never know. You never know <laughs> at the house. Haven't we realized this, though? Like, right. it's, and it's always been this way. Y'all, it's even like this in the animal world. Right. Like you'll see like on Instagram, you will absolutely see like a dog that is suckling cats, <laughs> dogs and piglets. Right, like, right. you know, it's like juice, juice. Everybody loves it. So, you know, for all of y'all who may be celebrating Father's Day this month, I mean, this weekend in a more unique way. We're here for you. We see you. What about if they're shouting out their mother on Father's Day? We got to talk about that when we get back okay. because the, the, the streets hate it. <laughs> the streets hate it. And we're going to tell you why. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.
What's good, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we have been in a Father's Day conversation. Mm-hmm. And y'all know our resident father <laughs> is our engineer supreme. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Happy uh, Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to you, Supreme. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. You literally come on the show all the time just to talk about being a dad. Daily dose of dad. Lucky. <laughs> um, how do you celebrate Father's Day? Um, I'm usually with my sons on Father's Day. So we it's nothing, you know, nothing traditional or anything like that. We just kick it. What is kick it like? What does kicking it entail? Usually food is involved. Food, some kind of food is a purchased or made um, <laughs> okay. usually some type of sweets or something like that we might hit like I went to the amusement park one time with my sons that was fun funnel cake fun, ice cream sweet. I feel like dads are usually very low maintenance too they're like let's just let's just hang out let's just be yeah, together moms, yeah. are, moms are not the thing my mama texted me and told me when she went for, for Mother's Day she said this is what I want specifically <laughs> this is what that happened I was like okay then caught and followed up about it I was like Okay. I remember being in high school and my mom being like, if I don't get a Mother's Day gift, and I was like, where do you think I'm like, what do you think I'm out here doing? You know, she got some from Hallmark. I mean, it was about that counts, I guess, but it's like, I don't know what you want, lady. Like, you're grown. <laughs> but I feel like there's a whole thing that happens on Father's Day where people who had single moms mm-hmm. be in the internet's like, happy Father's Day to my mother. She stood 10 toes. <laughs> Nobody else wanted to stand toes. My they go in, too. They, they go in thing. with that. <laughs> be like, you know, some say that you need to have two. Well, she was two in one body, spirit, and mind. How does that make you feel as a dad when people start shouting out moms on Father's Day? Do you care? Does it bother you? What do you think? I think it's funny. Like, like, if that's how you feel, sis, you know, it is what it is. But it takes two people to create a child. You can't replace fathers like that. Is that really replacing fathers? You Sometimes people, granted the situation, you never know what the situation is. Somebody might have to step in and fill that role. But you still are going to have a father regardless. Everybody has a father. Also, for this word, we have Mother's Day. Like, so, yeah. so it's not like mothers are like excluded. You can celebrate your mother with a fanfare. Like she was there. She stood 10 toes. You could do it on Mother's Day. Right. So, I think it's petty. <laughs> it's petty. <Daddy laughs> is a dig to the dead more so. Like, I'm going to show you. Okay. You want to step up? Now check this out. You don't even get honored on this day. <laughs> she got two, two days. I used to I celebrate like- <laughs> Deadbeat Dad's Day on Monday after Father's Day and have people call in and oh. shout out the Deadbeat Dads on Mother. I, I was petty too. I was participating in the petty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like I want to participate in that. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot. So just as many good days there are, there are a lot of terrible fathers as well. Well, you know what it is also <laughs> is that there's this whole narrative about... Um, you know, like father's father issues and daddy issues, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, it only gets applied to women and it is absolutely universal. Like yes. men that don't have dads and yes. women, all of us got daddy issues. And after 30, they turn into father issues. Okay. They become very <laughs> they seasoned. Mature. Yes. And so I feel like Debbie dad day is less about like, I hate my father because and it's more about like, this was the thing that I had to get past because of my Debbie dad and I flourished into this. Like, that's what Debbie dad day would be for me. So if y'all want to call in for Debbie dad Monday, you know what? We can't do that because Debbie dad Monday is Juneteenth. Right. Yeah, we can't do them like that. Nah, <laughs> it's bigger than that. Come on. We can't do that. We can't do that. They're, they're really going to be like, Amanda Seals 
hates Black Man. She said Juneteenth. Like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But shout out to all the good dads. You all deserve brunch. Y'all yes. deserve cards. Even though you don't need the gifts because you always say, let's just kick it. Y'all deserve gifts, etc. So happy Father's Day to you, Supreme. Can I get my cash app? We doing that today? Like, what we doing? What we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back for the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it right here. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, y'all. See Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah the Bible. And it is time for Jeremiah to give us his weekly most likely to. It's a Seal Show superlative. So, Jeremiah, who's gotten it today? Because it's Black Music Month, mm-hmm. we'll be celebrating Black Music all month. Yes. As the title says, today's <laughs> Seal Show superlative is most likely to put the black in music television. Oh. So it's going to none other than Michael Jackson. In case you guys didn't know, on March 10th, 1983, MCD played Billie Jean for the first time and forever changed the chorus of its music programming for um, its process because Billie Jean is like the first music video played by a black artist like in high volume on MCD. Mainstream TV. Yeah, so before MCD was more so like rock and roll center. Yeah, straight Dire Straits. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Speedwagon, very white. <laughs> yeah. Video kill the radio star. And I believe they also kind of play like a few black artists that they kind of aligned with the rock and roll sound. Like uh-huh. Tina Turner, things or like, like that. Or like Aerosmith and right, Run DMC. Right, right. Got it. But it wasn't given black pop music. No. Black hip hop, none of that. And allegedly, this is the story that they that was on the street, even though MCV kind of <laughs> says they always loved Billie Jean and Michael Jackson. It's been said that the CBS records president at the time threatened to pull his artist from MTV if Billie Jean wasn't put in rotation and the threats work because it paid off for him and the Jacksons also became very popular on MTV, but it also impacted other black contemporaries as well. So his other artists like Lionel Richie, and other people of that, of that generation within Houston, mm. they all began to be played on the channel. And it's also important to note that some people feel like this just wasn't a cultural breakthrough, but also some people feel like the music channel might not even exist to this day if there was no Billie Jean on MTV. Cause that came out like kicking, especially compared to like the other music videos at the time. Well, I remember when Thriller premiered. Mm-hmm. Like, I was alive. Also from that same album. Yes. But it was a whole event. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone gathered around. Like, it was, what do they call it? Like, appointment Appoint- watching. Mm-hmm. Like, it was appointment viewing. Everyone gathered around. I remember watching it. And also, why my mama let me watch that? <laughs> 
Why? Why would my mother watch that? I had nightmares. Really? Weeks. Weeks. I mean, I guess weeks. if you have a certain age, it's kind of creepy. It's like, it's like where I was like four. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, eight. No, I was like four. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a time. But you know what? Um, it's it's really just dope to hear stories like this, though, because I feel like people don't really understand just like how mm-hmm. different things are. Mm-hmm. But uh, once upon a time, that was the gatekeeping that was have to, that had to happen. Can you imagine music TV without the King of Pop himself? He was. I think he. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he actually has the record for the most VMAs. Really? He yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's Michael Jackson. Do you remember Michael Jackson videos? I mean, they do have the Michael Jackson video Vanguard Award. Like they. Do. I think that's because oh, he because had the record. Yes. Makes sense. There you have it. Most likely to put the black in music television. All right. You heard it right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. We got more group chat Thursday when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. show i'm amanda seals happy thursday happy thursday yes uh this saturday we got smart funny and black live going down in nashville tennessee if you are anywhere in the world you can still check out the show because for the first time ever we are going to be live streaming the show so you can just go to amandaseals.com sign up for the link and watch smart funny and black live from the comfort of your own home it's going down saturday 7 and 9 p.m central standard time two different shows make a night of it especially if you have like father's day coming and you know, you're trying to find something to do. Like, it may be a nice, like, in-the-house type of activity. Get Love. some snacks, nachos, you know. Nachos. It's <laughs> a movie theater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have a good time. Have a good time. Uh, also, happy birthday to Carl Thomas. Uh, one of the greatest R&B albums ever, I think it's safe to say. And we all know... And I wish I never met her mm, 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 at all. My favorite part of a Carl Thomas song is in Emotional when he says, Look at me, I'm crying. Okay, Devon Franklin. You know why that's hilarious? Why? Because Devon, my man, was <laughs> Carl Thomas's uh, engineer. Oh, I was like, where's he going? He's, Carl <laughs> he's actually Carl Thomas. He's, no, he's an engineer. So whenever Carl calls him I'm and I'm in like present in the room, I make a point of saying, <laughs> look at me, I'm crying. Because <laughs> in my mind, you was on the mic in the booth. And they were doing ad libs, and you, that felt right. That felt right. It came from the from his soul. But I believe it. Unlike uh, that one song Mario Winans had, that I did not believe. Uh, I, I don't, don't wanna want. know. You yes. in the bathtub with your clothes on? He's not even a real Winans. He's not. He's married to a Winans, and he took her name. I don't like that. The whole time <laughs> I thought he was a Winans. No. Dang. Shout to CC them, BB. All of the whole game. <laughs> oh, millions go didn't make it, but I was. Well, there's millions of whinings. All right, what do we got coming up this hour on the group chat? Coming up this hour on the group chat, we're going to talk about why some people are apprehensive about their partners having friends of the opposite sex, Amanda. People don't like that when they man got a female friend. I think there's nuances. Like, as with everything, I think there are nuances. Mm-hmm. I think we speak in these, like, real generalizations, and they're just not, they're not rooted in reality. 
I feel that. I feel that. So we're also going to talk about should your friends actually affect your relationship or vice versa? Like, should those two things affect each other? Does it make you insecure if you're not okay with your partner having friends with opposite sex? Kind of sorta. Kind of sorta. But we'll get into it. Plus 60 second headlines are coming up this hour. All of that. For you, you and yours here at the Amanda Seal Show. Don't say we don't ever give you nothing. All right. Now, remember, speaking of giving you things, if you miss any of the show, you can check out our podcast daily wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, because we have Tabitha Brown joining us and talking about side effects of having it all. Okay. So make sure you go get that wherever you get your podcast. And you can watch the premiere today with me on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be in the chat, chatting it up with y'all. All right. We got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. It's the group chat on a Thursday here at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. We got group chat Thursday still cracking. We do. So we're going to talk about this topic. People love relationship topics on group chat Thursday. They do, Amanda. They do. So they we do. got one for you. Okay. I want to know why are some people apprehensive about their partner having friends of the opposite sex, Amanda? Some people don't like when they're girlfriend their wife she has uh male friends and vice versa people don't like when their um partner her husband boyfriend has female friends they don't really like that i get it but i think sometimes (laughs) it's really about your insecurity okay um i also hear this talk about like you can be friends with us Mm -hmm. but you can't be friends with just one of us right right And that's also kind of odd to me because if you were together from like really, 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 really like, you know, early on, like if you were like high school sweethearts or whatever, I can understand that because essentially it's like we've been together longer than we were single. Mm -hmm. But if you're someone like me, for instance, who even though like me and Devon were together in college, like we spent 20 years apart. So you're coming into my life in my 40s. So I have friendships that I have like really grown and cultivated in that time with homeboys that don't know you like that. And they don't, it's not that they don't respect you or anything, but like, what y'all going to be on the phone talking about? Hey, (laughs) I mean, do you think it's a reflective of, I guess, that person's, um, I guess, lack of trust in their partner sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely sometimes that person's lack of trust in their partner. I think it's also sometimes a reflection of that person's lack of trust, like not trust in themselves, but lack of like belief in mm-hmm. themselves that they're enough. Like they feel like, oh, somebody go try to take my man. They go try to take my girl. Yeah. Or that, you know, um, if you hear them laughing with somebody too hard, you know what I mean? What's funny? Yeah. I'm the funny one. Yeah. <laughs> or like this idea, like we have to be best friends. If we're a couple, like we're best friends, like mm-hmm. no one is your best friend besides me. And I think there's something that is absolutely like I real about that like you're living a life with somebody that's gonna be a different exchange but I think there's also something really dope about your partner having um friends from uh, the other the opposite sex mm-hmm. because they are, they're able to provide perspective that you think that your same sex friends wouldn't be able to so Maybe perhaps they wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. like I've definitely been able to provide perspective to my homeboys, like where their girl was like not able to get through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, have you always felt this way? Do you feel like it evolved as you got older, like past relationships? You always felt like you were OK with your guy having female friends? I think I was because I've always had homeboys. OK, so you've been on the opposite end. So you're like, I'm not trying to be with him. So, yeah, and I I'm just, not stressing. I've also always been of a mind like. If I want your man, I'm going to get your man. Oh, 
not what's that salt and pepper I take your man like I mean like that's like if that's what we really doing and that's not about me that's about your man yeah nobody yeah. can take somebody that's true you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. so like that's not me saying like yeah I'm a man I'm the baddest beat mm-hmm. no it's like if your man is takeable anybody could like right right because you, you can tempt him all you want but if he don't want you he don't want you Listen, if you don't want to leave, you don't want to leave. That's why I hate when it says, like, this couple was broken up by such and such. And I'm like, that's not... Broke up a happy home. Yeah, it, the home wasn't that happy. <laughs> Unless we're talking about the firm, you know, where, like, Tom Cruise's character was seduced. Now, seduction is a real thing. Okay. Seduction is a real thing. I definitely had somebody seduce my man in high school. What? I mean, no, in college. Yeah, in, college in college. In college. In but, the lunchroom? But, but... We're young. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's an easy, that's an easy word. Right. right. <laughs> College boys are seduced by very little. By seduction. Right. They're like, well, I'm being seduced. Just the word alone. Yes. And they're like, okay, where are we going? Behind so, the bleachers? Let's go. <laughs> well, speaking of where we're going, we want to continue this conversation. Uh, should your friendships affect your relationship? This is a real thing because I know that there's a lot of folks that think like, why do you talk to your friends about your relationship? Mm. That's a real thing. That is a real thing. Yes. So we're getting into that when we get back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. That was the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We're on a group chat Thursday talking about relationships. Y'all know we love these conversations mm-hmm. about relationships. Hit us up, 1855 Amanda 8. That's 1 262 6328. Do you have a problem with your partner, uh, you know, having friends of the opposite sex? And if so, why? Why? You know, and if you don't and tell the truth, and t- that don't, part, don't lie on the phone call because we gonna know. And listen, if someone had an, so I said, there's nuance, right? Mm-hmm. So if your partner previously cheated, <laughs> right, right, I get it. <laughs> you under permit, you on probation, right, right? If you have a track record, if you, you, or if you, you, even not necessarily if you like cheat, even if you like out in public and you like real touchy feely flirting, it's like okay. I had a boyfriend who was calling himself a promoter, like he really. <laughs> Red flag number one. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, he was really like, I mean, I just have to be friendly. Like, that's mm-hmm. how you get people to come to the club. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even understand what that means. And your version of friendly is like telling women like, oh, you're so beautiful. Da, da, da. I was like, that's OD. Because there's just between being personable and like charismatic yes. and friendly than like being flirty. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know the difference, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sure. do not know the difference. But do you feel like your friendships have ever affected your relationship? Um, no, not for me. I mean, I'm very much like, you know, people don't like their food to touch. <laughs> I'm like that, like my, even not just relationships and friends, with friends and friends. I'm like, this is my friends over here. These are my friends over here. Like, everyone's very separate in my ecosystem. Same. It wasn't intentional, but it's the same. I think mine's kind of intentional, but I don't know why I do that, though. But I, just, I like people to be where they are in their bubbles. And I like to float around. I'm the floater. Everyone else is where they are. I hear you. So in that case, no. Um, I feel like. Now, I do talk to my friends about relationships now. I do do that where I'm like, hey, this happened. What do you think? Same. I'm going to tell you what happened. Same. You know what I learned uh, as I have been in a long-term relationship? Mm -hmm. A lot of men in relationships, like, and I've heard this from like a lot of friends of mine from all different backgrounds. Men don't be having friends that they talk to. Or they don't talk to in a very like. That's what I mean. Like they have level. friends that they'll talk to, like shoot the shit with, uh-huh. or they may talk about the game, or you know they may even talk about like business, but like they do not talk about like their relationship with those people. So I'd be like, okay. Or even really they own themselves <laughs> with those people. 
What do you mean? Like their own personal feelings about just like, I'm sad today, whatever you have going no, on. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they don't, it's it's very surface. Yeah. Right? So then I'm like, okay, how are you examining things? Mm-hmm. That means to me that you're in deficit because I know that I have friends that I consider to be like community. Mm-hmm. They're like my, um, they're sounding boards. You're tried. My, yes. And there have been times I feel like where We've had to have like, quote unquote, like talk, talk you off the ledge moments, Mm -hmm. because when you're in the relationship, you are like in the emotions, you're in it. It's just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. By the way, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but like stuff could be like bothersome for like three days. And for me, it'll feel like it's been like this forever. (laughs) I can't take it. (laughs) Not forever. And I'll be like and then like, it'll you know, you'll need to mention it. And then the friend will be like, how long has been going on? Like at least since Tuesday. (laughs) Actually, Wednesday morning. It's Wednesday morning. So, but I do that. I feel like it's really dope to have that outlet. Mm-hmm. You need that. I think everyone needs those people to kind of reset you or rebalance you or take you out of the the moment, especially with like relationships. I think because you could be so into it, like very like one-to-one that you don't have a moment to really be like, oh, let me re-examine this. Let yes. me take a step back. Maybe I was a little loud. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said that word. You know what I do hate though? What? When you end a relationship and all your friends are like, I ain't never liked them. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why were we? Because sometimes you let your friends just rock. No, don't rock. let me rock. What depends on what, what, what I'm letting you rock with. I might not like them. if you Because the reason I might not like them might not be a reason for you to break up with them either. I just remember my very good friend, like we... I had to do like a brunch. And so she had to like talk to my man while I was at brunch, like while I was DJing the Mm -hmm. brunch. And then like two weeks later, me and him broke up and she was like, oh, finally. And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, he had nothing to say. Then my other friend was like, yeah, never liked him. I'm like, you met him like a year ago. She's like, didn't like him since then. I'm like, I can't. What are y'all here for? So now I let my friends know, like, tell me. Okay, okay. Well, to that point, it brings my next question, Amanda. Is it important for you to integrate your relationship with your friendship? Like, does everyone have to be one big happy party? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. We'll get into it when we get back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we're in the middle of a group chat Thursday. And we Mm. are talking about, like, friends as they relate to your relationships. Yeah, those dynamics. But I need to, again, bring up nuance. (laughs) See, I just feel like when we create these, like, hard line, like, this is how it is with every situation, we do ourselves a disservice. Mm -hmm. So you had asked... Like, how important is it for you to integrate your friendship with your relationship? Like, I had a friend. She Every time she had a boyfriend, she's like, Jeremiah, you need to be friends with them. Like one time she was at her house and she used to have boyfriends in the room where I was at. She was like, you go talk to Jeremiah, like just go hang out. And I'm like, this is awkward. Cause I'm a very like friendly person, but yeah, like but now weird. we're trying to force this thing. Like it's not naturally happening. And that was a lot. And then when she broke up with them, she like, why are you still talking to them? Cause she oh. met me be friends with this person. Now we friends. Now what we're do you friends. Want? What do you want? But how do you feel about that? Um, For me, it's more so just because I want to get a read. Okay. Um, and that's more so like in a beginning thing. With Devon, it was kind of different because we already knew each other. So, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to think in the past, I don't feel like I've ever tried to like integrate. I mean, it may be a situation where it's like, again, like I'm like, I want to, you know, like talk to them. Let me know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But um, at this phase though, I feel like I'm really trying to get us like couple friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's important. Because being a single friend with a couple, it's like a lot. It's like, a lot. Yeah, like, are, you, are they a thruple? No, I'm just the third wheel. So, I'm like, I'm, yeah. So, I'm trying to do that. And so, what ends up happening is, like, I have my homegirl, mm-hmm. you know, and then 
she has her man. It's like, okay, can we like hang out together? And then like, can y'all become friends? Like, I'm really trying to like that's make hard, that happen. That's a lot of people to make. <laughs> maybe that's like a lot of dynamics to put together. You got the girl and the girl, the guy and the guy. That's two. That's a lot. Four people being friends with each other is a lot. A lot of personalities. It is a lot of personalities. Like, we're in a world. Like, what do we... <laughs> right. I mean, that's true. But I guess more so to be like, these are our consistent couple friends. Like, you got to audition people. Like, okay. <laughs> yes, you do have to audition people. But I think it's also simply just that we need to build community. Mm-hmm. Right? And the older you get, you realize that you have to continue to actively build community. And mm-hmm. it's not something that happens as organically as you may think. Like, once upon a time, it probably would have happened maybe at church. You know, it maybe right. happens because like y'all kids go to the same school. So it happens in that way. But if you are like, that's why I say there's nuance. You know, if you're like me and Devon, like we really work from home a lot mm-hmm. of times. Like we're not really like social like that. So we got we're not a lemonade stand or something. <laughs> like we're not just casually, <laughs> you know, we're not a part of like a tennis league. Um, So we have to be mindful. And I right. feel like what we don't have a lot of as like adults is a lot of us don't have like that mindfulness about like we mm-hmm. need a tribe. Right. Also, because at this adult stage, people be dying. Oh, careers be shipped in. Like you know, there's there's health. Like you just need a different kind of support system. That's true. That's true. I do think a tribe is important, especially if you can curate it with the right people, the right dynamic. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I mean, <laughs> some people like dysfunction. I don't personally. That, so, right. I don't. Some people have friend groups like we hate, we all hate each other, and we go to Miami every week. That's every what year. the that's literally what the women on Insecure felt like me to me. Really? Yeah. Like the characters. Like okay. I was just like, oh, like they like are dysfunctional. Like they're not really they're and girlfriends group. also have that kind of element. Yeah. It's always like these two kind of like each other. One they don't like this one over here. <laughs> Like, but we still friends. Yeah. <laughs> like people just doing wild stuff and be like, why would you do that? I thought y'all was friends. For the plot. For the plot. I get it. Right. Because it's not real people. Duh. They're not real people. Well, that's our thoughts. Hit us up. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. Does your partner have to be friends with your friends? Or is it cool? They got their friends. You got your friends. Hit us up. When we get back, we got 60 second headlines. Because it's time to listen, laugh, and learn here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Hello, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And you know what time it is, Jeremiah Like the Bible? What time is it? It's time for a 60 second headlines. Hit it. All right. So, more than 40 million Americans about to start making federal student loan payments again as the pandemic era freeze on student loans will end late August. Damn. That's me. <laughs> Rode a wave, though. There was a nice wave, though, that y'all got to ride. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's time to get back on the block. 
Yes. Up next, Tyree Nichols, you know, the black man who was unfortunately beaten to death during a traffic stop, has a skate park in California named in his memory. It's so bittersweet, you know, because that's not why you would want to have something named after you. But it is great that we are continuing to remember these folks because they did not deserve to die. Up next, we have the Grammys. They're adding three new categories to the award show, including Best Pop Dance Recording, Best African Music Performance, and Best Alternative Jazz Album. I love this. Uh, I saw people saying, like, why would they have Best African Music Performance? Why can't they just be in the main category? It's like the Grammys is an American Music Awards show. That's why. Thanks. Also, update on Will of Fortune. Ryan Seacrest in early talks to replace Pat Sajak as the Will of Fortune host. I didn't know it could get whiter. <laughs> it did. And yet, did. here we are. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, if, if anyone was asking, I want Roy Wood Jr. to host it. I was going to say, you want to host it? <laughs> no. I'm not even good at Wheel of Fortune. Uh, it is hard. Like, I, could, I was on with Snoop. Right, we did right. Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, and I was like, oh, I'm going to kill this, and I did not. Like, oh, I don't know phrases. I don't know phrases. <laughs> I know words, but I don't know, like... They words had, together. Yeah, like, it was... And it's also, like, older school phrases, yeah, like, yeah. Cup of Joe. I was like, what is that? I don't know, like, whatever that a skill is, like, being able to fill in the blanks on things, I don't have that either. I'm like, what are we... Okay, <laughs> maybe it could be... This. Yeah, like, Hangman really used to hang me up. Yeah, like, Hangman. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thank y'all for... Uh, checking out 60 Second Headlines. If any of those stories interested you, hit the Googles. Get more information about it. All right? When we get back, we got more of Group Chat Thursday right here on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. Listen up. We shine. Show. I am Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. It is group chat Thursday. And um, what are we talking about this hour? Ooh. You know, the first few hours are kind of like light and fun. But unfortunately, we'll take a little shift because up in Canada, grandparents stopped a track meet to accuse a nine-year-old girl of being transgender. Baby, I can like Canada's all fun and games. Right. And, and hockey. It's not. And Drake. It's not. It's not. So we're going to talk about that. Also, just also as a parent, like how do you even advocate for your children in these moments like this? We've seen so many cases at sporting events where people are doing wild stuff and the adults are kind of I'm so like, disgusted. Like, I'm just, I'm, I really have, I, I have a lot to say, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. you hold it. Plus we got six, not six second lines. Most likely, still show superlative for me, Jeremiah like the Bible. That's coming up this hour. <laughs> All of that and more right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses. This week, we've got America's favorite black woman since Oprah Winfrey, Ms. Tabitha Brown. She's going to be joining us talking about side effects of having it all. And that's available wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to watch the episode, you can head on over to YouTube Amanda Seals TV. It premieres today, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us. Join us. Join us. And subscribe while you're there. All right. We got more time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Hey, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy like the Bible. And, uh... We are continuing on our group chat Thursday. We had such a, a nice show early on talking about Father's Day and talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. And now we're taking a turn, just like America. Yes. Well, except 
in Canada. Ah. So in case you guys did not know, the parents of a nine-year-old athlete say their daughter was brought to tears after an adult interrupted a track meet to accuse their daughter of being transgender in Canada. Um, the girl was competing in the shot put event organized by the public schools earlier this month when a grandfather of another competitor started yelling at her. They, the grandfather said, hey, this is supposed to be a girl's event. Why are you letting boys compete? Talking about the young nine-year-old girl. And then the, the young lady's mom said the man demanded her to prove her daughter's sex. Demanded her to prove her daughter's sex at the track meet. Like, where are we? <sighs> where are we? <laughs> we are in uh, 1940s Germany. And we're in 1950s and 40s uh, America because... This sounds so eerily mm. similar to... Wait, can I also just add before you go that the young girl also was not transgender. She was a cisgender, even if she was, but... She just had short hair. That's it. Right. That's well, all I, it took. But I just want to give that clarification too. Like, regardless she was tra- trans or not, Correct. she was a cisgender young girl. Um, who but was there's a bit... What's the word that you just said right there? She what's was, the operative word in y- that sentence? She was a cisgendered... Young girl. Young. Yeah. Young... The fact that your hatred can go so deep that you are not even seeing children Mm -hmm. as worthy of protection if you consider them different. We have seen this when we saw black children integrating white schools Mm -hmm. and these parents, these grown adult people are out there screaming at them, terrorizing them. Ruby Bridges. Ruby Bridges. Yeah. The Little Rock, uh, Little Rock Nine, Nine, like yelling them, yelling at them, throwing objects at them, et cetera, encouraging their children to harm them. Like we see it even in these like school board um, meetings that they have now mm-hmm. where people will clearly set their kid up at the podium with a prepared statement that mm-hmm. they know they wrote, you know, to, to carry forth and perpetuate hatred. This is incredibly traumatizing to this nine-year-old. Definitely. Because again, when you're a kid, you're you there to compete. You want to go throw the little shot football. You're not thinking about all of these, um, I guess, cultural, social, political. political yeah. You're like me and my friends out here at, at the field day. But I think that's what people don't understand about pride. Mm. Right. Is that pride is not about enforcing sexual preference. Pride is about encouraging inclusivity. Mm-hmm. And the fact that here we have these these literal septuagenarians, you know, these uh, maybe they're sextagenarians, but these elders who are trying to single out a child because Mm -hmm. they seem to represent a different, I don't know, gender or sexual preference, Mm -hmm. like make up your minds, Mm -hmm. make up your minds. And even to your point, like to the point where, and I'm not agreeing with this, let's just say hypothetically, you do have an issue. Why are you yelling at a child about this thing versus an official or whatever? Like like coming to a, a kid, like, like, but you know, this is the thing that they're trying to um, enforce here in the states. I think it was Kansas, uh, where they were. Is it was it Kansas or Iowa where they were trying to put in a bill mm-hmm. where children would have to get examined not by doctors but by appointed mm-hmm. examiners mm-hmm. to determine their gender before they got to play in no. physical sports. That's giving USA gymnastics, and I don't like it. Larry Nasser, <laughs> may you burn in hell. Uh, We got more on this when we get back. It's a group chat Thursday. We're going to talk about, you know, how do you advocate for your children? We talked about this kind of in the Ajika Owens Mm -hmm. framework, but it's a different thing when it has to do with like schools and sports. Mm -hmm. So we'll be right back. And Supreme's going to join us. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love 
hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, y'all. See Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, I like the Bible. And uh, we got our engineer Supreme joining us because we're here talking about this crazy story. Jeremiah, can you just give a real quick recap? Yeah, so there was a nine-year-old girl in Canada who was basically taunted by a grandparent of another competitor during a track meet because he thought she was transgender and was competing in an all-girls event. Okay, so Supreme, you're the parent at this event. You know what? Let me just say, you're a parent at this event. She's there. What do you, like, what do you do? Yo, that's wild, first of all. Like, yo, you're screaming out in the middle of the crowd. That's a boy. That's a boy. Like, how do you even get, you gonna make the little boy or you gonna make them show their genitalia? So, in that situation, I would probably, if it was my kid, that's something to knuckle up about. Like, I know, you know, we're not supposed to advocate that, but I'm that's advocating because that, not enough people that's are getting wild. punched in the face. Yeah. Like, that's also, we see yeah. this in other s- scenarios as well. Like, you've seen it with like kids having to cut their hair to compete in different things, like very situations where children are put in these very weird predicaments. And the adults are just kind of like, either go ahead, cut your hair to, to compete in, the, in a wrestling match. Yeah. You're always like, we're the parents, we're the adults to advocate for this child. Because a lot of times kids don't feel the confidence or the courage to even advocate for themselves in situations where adults are telling them to do something. 1,000%. I, I don't want to cut you off, but it's your job as a parent to kind of logically advocate for someone that can't speak for themselves. And that should just be your natural instinct as a parent to jump in there like, whoa, what's this? Oh, what, what, what you doing? <laughs> I mean, I feel like even when your kid can speak for yourself, like I was always like, oh, mom, it's fine. I got it handled. And she'd still be like, she would let me like handle it. And then she'd like show up like, OK, OK, like you thought you could get away with just talking to man's, But I'm, you know, right. I mean, I I just I look at this story and I think, what do you tell the kid? Right. Because also there's certain scenarios where let's just say this went left. I mean, obviously, in this case, the staff did remove the adult for being disruptive. Okay, did they? Yes. But this happened to them. They were like, okay, well, your child can compete. As a parent, do you <laughs> oblige what they're telling, telling or asking for? Like in the case with like people having to cut their hair, do you tell your child to cut their hair so they compete? Or do you remove your child from that situation? Like, you know what? Be standing 10 toes. Like, I'm not going to make you endure this thing to play this game to do mm. this athletic event. Which is hard for a kid when you really just want to like, I just want to do the thing. I want to throw the shot put. We got we got Supreme in a quandary. That's a tough one because, you know, people be out there fighting about their kids' sports to begin with. So it depends on how passionate the parent is about that sporting event and how passionate the kid is about playing that event. Because, like I said, the only answer for that is to knuckle up. Like, if you said that to my daughter, like, nah, it's a problem. We got to do something. 
I really just think it's getting so crazy out of hand how like parents and grandparents and like people who are just on this far right or whatever bull they're on, they just feel so compelled. Like they mm-hmm. feel so empowered to talk crazy. And I, w- I want to hear the other parents who got their act together to be talking as loud. And I just feel like I'm not hearing that. And I don't know if it's because that's not being reported or what, but it's like, I want to hear in this story that there were all the other parents like, sit down, shut up. Well, it was that's Canada. Like, you know, they don't really, you know, Canada. They was in the, but that's my thing. We mm. say it's Canada, but these people weren't Cana- weren't American. They were Canadian. So clearly Canada does know how to turn up on some. Mm. We know how to listen, Canada. We <laughs> Six, you six, know, six, six, six. I would, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Canada runs not, knows how to run through the six with their woes. I mean, if you're listening in Canada on the podcast, let us know what's going on in Canada. Yeah, let us know, Canada. <laughs> are we are we expecting too much from above the border? Is the cold keeping y'all's chest tight? Let me know. one 855 That's 1-855-AMANDA-8. Uh, Supreme, you want to stick around for one more break? I'm here. Because we want to talk about how do you... Imp- encourage self-acceptance with your kids how do you how do you build confidence mm, i got so, it so, I got so that it. when weird things happen they don't feel like uh, 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 uh. we'll be right back to the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up hey y'all it's the amanda seal show it's amanda seals here I'm Jeremiah the Bible. And we are talking about this crazy story that happened in Canada where a young girl, nine years old, was performing the shot put in a game uh, in like a track meet. And these grandparents of another competitor started accusing her of being trans. She's nine just because she had short hair. And they started screaming while she was out there on the field saying, you are a boy. You're a boy. Get her out of here, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm not really sure like what the child did in response to this, which is fine because they don't need to speak on their actions. But I, if I'm if I'm thinking about like the kids that I know in my life, I'm like, are they armed with the confidence, the self-assurance, like the self-awareness to know how to handle a situation like that? I'm thinking about myself as a kid. If I'm being honest, myself as a kid, I would have. But um, well, I guess it feels weird. Like in this case, it's almost like bullying, but from an adult. It's, like, it's not almost like it, it is. is. <laughs> Versus, I think when you're a kid, when another kid is bullying you, that's one dynamic. Of course. Would you kind of? Well, it's abuse when an adult is doing it. Right. So I don't think you even know how to even <laughs> adjust to that, especially if it's not something that's normal for you. Like if your parents aren't bullying you at home, or a random adult at a tra- track meet to start yelling at you and taunting you. I don't even know if you can process that in a way um, at that age. What do you think, Supreme? How do you how do you prep your kids, or do you even bother to prep your kids for like dealing with crazies? For that situation right there, I think there's no preparation for that at all. Yeah. I think the story would have been like, Dad, why were you fighting at the game? Like, <laughs> what, what? Like, you can't come to the game fight. <laughs> <laughs> This is a no violence situation. Freeman's like, definitely my father. Ready to fight. I'm like, oh, can you not fight out here? My mom is not physical fight, but she's gonna raise that voice. It's gonna get loud. There's zero, it's zero to hundred real quick, and you're just like, can you not? See, my dad is very much like, if it get there, he's not afraid to take it there. He's not gonna take it there, but once we there, 
for his kids. Oh, I bet Sarah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's a key component about being a father because I'm not out here just trying to fight people. I'm a very level-headed person, but that one right there is way too far, especially mm-hmm. with a daughter. Like, that. that's self-esteem issues. And another thing, like you said, was the self-respect issue and things like that, reinforcing that in kids. I think your kids are honestly a reflection of you and how you feel about yourself and what you poured into those children. So sometimes you'll have to do, like sometimes things show up in my kids that I know about me and I didn't like about myself. So I have to be, you know, really careful with not reinforcing those things and letting name them one, learn to have one. acceptance. Yeah. Name one, name one. I used to be a crybaby, and my youngest son is a real crybaby. <laughs> like, but like, okay, what makes a kid a crybaby? Because I'm like, kids be crying. Man, I was like, like eight. I used to cry about all kinds of stuff. Like, okay. just when I didn't get my way, I would start uh, crying. Uh, that's the difference between like crying and like whining too. Some kids be whining. It's like I was doing a little both. And I, I had to have a reminder from my mom because I was like talking about my one son, like oh, he's always crying about something. She was like, "He's crying. You used to cry all the time." Too. And then I had to remember, like, yeah, I did used to cry all the time too. And then there's one thing really like three and they're crying then you're like oh you're 12 and you're just crying i mean i i'm a crier to this day and then my mom went to therapy and called me one day and was like i'm really sorry i didn't let you cry (laughs) 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 and it wasn't that she didn't let me cry but she was definitely like oh my god with the crying (laughs) yeah and it's frustrating especially with the crying i can relate but you have to do some (laughs) self-reflection But it's like, I think some one of the things I've learned like from the gentle parenting movement mm-hmm. is like watching parents like teach kids how to communicate their emotions. Right. Because I feel right. like the crying is just like, I'm feeling something and I don't really know like how to express it. So it's coming out like this. And if you have like a, a child that has like a lot of emotions, mm-hmm. you know, crying is the go-to. It's either that or punching a wall. I've done both. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now we and uh, non-binary folks, we all know now that Supreme was a crier and that makes me feel like I need to get a sound effect from when you come on the show (laughs) we already got the baby crying (laughs) no I think that's um that's that's a great thing that you admitted but I wonder I just always wonder like how do you how do we strengthen our kids how do we strengthen our kids how do we strengthen our kids but I think you're right it's how you show up well thank you for joining us per usual Supreme how do you advocate for your kids or how do you teach your kids confidence I would love to hear about that from you guys 1-855-AMANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 Jeremiah is going to hit us with most likely to when we get back to the Amanda Seals show the Amanda Seals show we up we up we up we Bible. I just remembered at this moment that my mother is having surgery tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> so important. between these breaks, I need to give her a call. <laughs> um, you know, my, I don't know about you, but like, I yes, I do know. Our parents really don't be wanting us to worry, so they yeah. be really not communicating stuff. Right, like, they be right. real like, 
casual and the casual about things and you're like, wait, don't you have knee surgery? Like a right. whole knee replacement tomorrow? Oh, yeah, man. Everything is fine. So what's going on with the cats? <laughs> you're like, uh, especially because we both live far from my parents. So it's like, hello, I'm over here. What's I just, yeah. So I got to call that lady. Um, but <laughs> that lady. <laughs> speaking of this woman, uh, my mother is like a very about the words person. Mm-hmm. So very all about the words. And so you all know me as a vocabularian. Uh, that's not the word for someone who's all like, about words, but I'm going to go okay. with it. And today's word of the day is dissemble. What do you think dissemble means? I think it means to break something apart. Because it feels like disassemble. Yeah. But it doesn't. Dissemble, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, means to conceal one's true motives, feelings, or beliefs. To hide under a false appearance. Or to conceal facts, intentions, or feelings. Can you spell it first? D-I-S-S-E-M-B-L-E. It's a verb. Okay. So basically, when someone is a wolf in sheep's clothing, they are dissembling their true nefariousness. (laughs) That's a whole other word. I was about to say. But basically what it means is you front him. Okay? So that's what dissemble means. Somebody who is a fronter, a faker, okay? (laughs) And a scammer. And people are all those things. All those things. Well, what do we have coming up this hour? Come up this hour, we go hit you. Go hit us with one of your rants, Amanda. Yes. I heard you have big thoughts about Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris. I have theories, y'all. <laughs> I have theories, and y'all know I be knowing. Okay, okay. You know, obviously, earlier in the show, we were talking about Father's Day. We gonna keep the fun going. Actually, rank our favorite top five Black TV dads. Okay. Plus, we okay. got 60 second, 60 second headlines in case you guys missed anything. It's a fun-filled hour here at the Amanda Seal Show. Remember to hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your podcast because we got the daily podcast popping off. And if you want to check out my other podcast, Small Doses, it is also available. The new episode came out yesterday featuring Tabitha Brown, mm-hmm. side effects of having it all. And you can watch the episode on YouTube because it drops today, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at YouTube Amanda Seals T. And while we're talking about things that you can check out, if you are going to be in the house on Saturday, baby, we got a show for you. For the first time ever, my live comedy variety game show, Smart, Funny, and Black, is going to be live streamed. We're doing two free shows in Nashville, Tennessee with the National Museum of African American Music. I'm gifting the city of Nashville and Tennessee State these shows because they've been going through it. So you know what? They're not the only ones that we can go through it. All of us have been going through it if we are literally just conscious, okay? So I was like, you know what? We all need to have a chance to just rejuvenate, revitalize, get our get our energy back up in the space of celebration, and you will be able to live stream these shows that are happening at 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday. All you got to do is go to amandaseals.com and sign up for the live stream link, all right? So hopefully you all will see us there because we won't be able to see you, all right? It's time to listen, laugh, and learn to see Amanda Seals show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jermike the Bible. And Amanda, you always got thoughts. I do. Big thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram and here on the show. Yes. Now here you have new thoughts to give the people today. I do. I do. So, okay. I don't know about y'all, but have you been seeing Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, around as a lot lately, like in the national media? I have. First of all, he came out like, let's do a 28th Amendment and change gun laws and ratify them to the Constitution and put four new laws. And I was like, oh, okay. Because like people have been talking about it, but I haven't seen any like politicians really like make a move, let alone make an Instagram video Mm -hmm. and a commercial. Gavin had the graphics, okay? Then he was on Sean Hannity talking about Biden's record, also just checking the heck out of Sean Hannity with just the facts and the numbers and the knowledge. And I started watching this and I'm saying to myself, you know what? 
something else is going on here. Okay, so here's my theory. When we're looking at the next election, we see that Joe Biden is really who they're probably going to put as the candidate for the Democratic National Party, which makes sense because they usually do that with the incumbent president. Like it would kind of like, I mean, I know that a lot of us were like, he too old, he too old. But like, it's just kind of normal practice that if you won the presidency, you try for a second term. But that means that Kamala is his vice president and that she would possibly be his vice president in the second term. But notice the word I said is possibly. Because I don't know about y'all, I just feel like Kamala probably wouldn't want to do it again. And even though she may say, I want to be president I don't think she would want to be vice president again. If I was Kamala and I saw how this has played out, I would be like, y'all ain't going to put me through this again because they really put Kamala to the side and they also put her in situations that she could not win. Like we're going to give you immigration. This whole thing that like no one has ever been able to get right. We're not only going to give it to you, but we're going to have you stand up and say something crazy like don't come here. That wasn't the look. Okay. So I feel like with Kamala, they'd be kind of giving her like side piece stuff. And she's probably like, I'm not really on this. All of this is speculative, y'all. All of this is speculative. But I have a theory that they also know that there's a lot of Republican candidates that are coming for it next season, next election, and that they are really trying to turn this country to like a whole other thing. And at the end of the day, we just have to keep it a buck. This country is still about whiteness. And even if it's not completely on some like full on white supremacist racism, there's still a certain comfort zone that a lot of white people want to exist in with who is leading this country. And when you look at Biden's age, I think a lot of folks are like, damn, he might kick the bucket. And if he did, Kamala would be president. Ah, so I feel like those people would want someone that feels more comfortable to them. And I think Gavin Newsom could be that. But on the other level, Gavin is also way more progressive than a lot of what we are annoyed with with Democrats. Like Gavin Newsom, y'all, like he has literally like very vocally been like, Ron DeSantis is an idiot. Ron DeSantis is a short man that don't know what he's talking about. Ron DeSantis, like he be coming for his neck. And what that says to me is he's already setting up. Like if you're trying to be president, I'm not riding for that. So if you put all of these pieces together, what this says to me, my theory is that Joe Biden in this next election is not going to have Kamala as his VP. I think he's going to have Gavin Newsom as his VP. And I think there's a really strong possibility that if they do win the election, that Gavin Newsom will end up as president before the end of Biden's presidency. So many of us wanted Gavin Newsom to run for president. And when we saw that he wasn't, it was like, what? But then I saw that he's over here like stumping and doing all this talking. Yo, changes afoot. Remember I said it. All right, because y'all know how I go. I be knowing. Let me know your thoughts. You think I'm on it or you think there's something else afoot? Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. When we come back, it's games, huh? We're going to play the top five TV dads games. Coming up next on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah the Bible. And it is time to play a game. That's right. So, Amanda, you know, earlier in the show, we were celebrating dads. And we know we love black dads here at, at Amanda Seals Show. We also oh, yes. love TV here at the Amanda Seals Show. We do, we do, we do. So I thought it'd be fun to rank our top five black TV dads. You know, yesterday we did a head-to-head with Babyface and Anita Baker uh-huh. with the music. But I know we all go for our thoughts when it comes to, you know, I guess who makes a great television father. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, we always talk about TV moms, mm-hmm. but we really rarely talk about TV dads. It's a lot of them out here, too. There is absolutely a lot. So who mm-hmm. would you, okay, who's the first one that you're thinking of? Well, one of my favorites, TV black sitcoms is Smart Guy. And Smart Guy has a single father, Floyd oh. Henderson. And I always thought like he was like a really good dad. Like, I thought like you never really saw a black father at the helm. Also taking care of these kids. Like, okay. These kids. And he was also just very cool and like stern, but not like OD. Okay. So that's one of my first off top. What about you? Well, you know, we have a generation gap. So like, mm-hmm. I never watched Smart Guy because I was out like, you know, doing things like having sex. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like being an adult. Uh, but I would, of course, have to start with uh, the rapist himself, Cliff Huxtable. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, Bill Cosby's character, Cliff Huxtable, was a great dad on the show. Like, I feel like he was able to, like, connect uniquely with mm-hmm. each of his kids. He also didn't fill the, like, typical, like, I'm just the provider role. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also just a sense of, like, fun that he brought to the house. You know, I know Kiki said that Claire was uppity, (laughs) but I feel like he also like brought that fun and humor like to watching a married couple interact as well. Right. That's very important. Also, we always see the trope of like fathers being stupid on television. Yeah. So I like that he isn't like a dumb dad. Right. He's like, like, I'm actually a doctor. A whole gynecologist. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Next. (laughs) Another one. I think that's definitely top five worthy is Philip Banks. Uh, Same on my list. Uncle Phil. Yes. Uncle Phil. Also because he's not a traditional father. True. Well, he is a traditional father. But, but in the context of the the pilot and the storyline, he's Phil's uncle. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's Carlton's. Uncle. But he's, right, he's Carlton's dad, but he's the father figure. Right, for Will. To Will. Mm-hmm. And he, he also balanced, again, like being stern, but being open, like that one scene when with, uh, Will dead. Why doesn't my dad like me? Gave him a hug and embraced them. And you know what? That was dope too, because again, I feel like we're always seeing like such like ideas of like toxicity and like mm-hmm. uh, just like typical like masculine mm-hmm. show of like man up, you know? And that was really just like a very vulnerable sharing of, of a moment. Okay, what you thinking? Who you thinking next on the list? I mean, if we're going to do that, we got to go to Carl Winslow. Okay. We got to go to Carl Winslow. He was 12. He was 12. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think in the same way that like, he had like a playful relationship with Urkel, mm-hmm. right? Like ultimately it was like, oh my God, why are you here? But he also was not kicking him out the house. Right. Like Phil Banks was literally throwing <laughs> jazz like on the front lawn. Physically. 
And there was something I guess that had to be said for the fact that like Urkel felt safe, like coming to these people home. I don't know what was going on at Urkel's house. That's the real uh, spinoff. What's happening at Urkel's house? Like if they decided to do like a serious family matters, like how they did a serious <laughs> uh, uh, Fresh Prince, then that was what it would be. <laughs> like why was Urkel always going to these people's house? <laughs> great question, great question. Come to find out, like, Urkel's dad is a whole hustler. It's actually, like, a cross-universe show of BMF. Oh, my God. BMF, Power <laughs> Universe. 50, get on it. Yes. Thing, get on it. Um, I mean, going back to, like, our the same of, like, Philip Banks, I'm going to say Uncle Bernie from the Bernie, Bernie Mac show. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Because he was, I also love how he used to talk to America. America, yes. these kids. <sighs> and he had like, a very tough exterior. He kind of reminds me of my father. Like, yeah. He has this tough exterior, but he loved them kids. He did love them kids. He's like, they raising hell. Vanessa, baby girl. What's the boy's name? I can't think of his name. But yeah, they always um, was giving him hell. But he loved them kids. He, he loved, loved them kids. Them. I have a last one. Who's the last one? Flex with Kyla Pratt. One on one. Yes. I forgot about Flex. I love that show too. And Kyla Pratt. Yes. And I feel like, you know, that was a really like important dynamic to mm-hmm. show. It's like a father, single father. But mm-hmm. then you're raising a daughter. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do this? And there was always these scenarios where he had to like figure out how to like parent, but mm-hmm. not like over parent right, uh, not right, be a right. helicopter dad and she I feel like they also did good writing on that show because it also allowed her to teach him yes 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 as a young girl of this generation she's like I, I know stuff too dad yes and then to she and honor play her mother yep in Nova Scotia in Nova Scotia <laughs> so who was, who's the father a, a TV dad that we may have forgotten hit us up one eight five five Amanda 8 I know y'all gonna say Anthony Anderson on Blackish. no not who's not making the list who's not Frank Mitchell from Moesha the internet hates him apparently Oh, they don't like him as a, as a dad. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let me know your thoughts. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. When we get back, we got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. Sixty second headlines is up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all. It is culmination of a group chat Thursday. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah the Bible. This is the Amanda Seals show and we're about to head on out of here. We had a really dope day though. Lots of like different types of topics but the Mm -hmm. main takeaway is that it's Father's Day this weekend. Make sure to show the dads in your life some love. Spend time with your kids if you ain't called your kids. Do that. (laughs) Please, Please do that. Now remember to hit us up uh, one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Especially if you have a things you learned this week, mm-hmm. and also remember that if you miss any part of the show, you can check it out wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. We got Tabitha Brown on the show talking about side effects of having it all. Every time I say it, I have to like wiggle my shoulders for some reason having it all and uh you can watch the episode when it premieres today on youtube amanda seals tv at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern also want to remind you that if you are at home on saturday night you looking for something to do well baby you can have a good old black time with us at smart funny and black because my comedy variety game show for the first time ever is going to be live streamed from nashville tennessee's national museum of african-american music yay for the first time ever Everybody around the world will get to experience the show live on stage. All you got to do is go to amandaseals.com and sign up for the live stream link. It's completely free and it's just a chance for y'all to just enjoy the good times, the good blackness with us and, uh, you know, get your heart filled up again. International. International. And independent. That part. Always got to remind you it's independent and you can donate at <laughs> smartfunnyandblack.com. All right, coming up on Friday's show, it's a fun Friday. Feel Good Friday, all those things. We got things I learned this week, the public seals announcement, and uh, 
On the black spin, I... What am I talking about on the black spin? Fatherhood and hip-hop. Ah, yes. MC Checkaho is going to check in. So we got to get into that. We got to get into that. And of course, we keep it positive with four black joy stories. All that and more. Plus, Jeremiah, like the Bible, tells us who are the people versus this week. Keep it right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. All right, let's go. Nobody can take somebody. That's true. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not me saying, like, yeah, I'm a man, I'm the baddest beat. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, if your man is takeable, anybody could, like. Right, right. Because you, you can tempt him all you want, but if he don't want you, he don't want you. Coming up Friday, we'll have things I learned this week, the public seals announcement, and the black spin. We'll also keep it positive with four black joy stories. It's going to be a fun Friday on the Amanda Seal Show. 